Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, well, I am here out of the black-eyed peas and all that. Whenever I'm dropping some stinky baits in the smallest dream of the morning, I like to browse carandclassic.com on me phone. They've got loads of Boston cars on there, and now they do online auctions with no buyer's fees. The other day I saw this tidy MG Metro Turbo and I was going to buy it, but then I remembered I've already got one. What am I like? Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car & Classic. Have you met me brother? He's called Brian. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Do you remember a while ago now, I referred to Thomas the Tank Engine as a spam satchel. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. I, I seem to remember that, and uh, you possibly called him a stroker as well. <laughs> well and, and I think I might have you alluded chimed to the in. fact that he's an incompetent titwit. And yes, the, there was a general vibe that we thought that he shouldn't be allowed on the railways. And then we realised that there are, there are men controlling the train, but they're not. Because yeah. the train has its own brain, because it's a talking f- thing. So, yes. th- and then all of the confusion ensued with like, well, who's controlling who? This isn't man versus machine. Yeah, it's this very is, weird, isn't it? There's all these battles um, with governments right now about the complexity of AI. Well, frig me with a, you know, uh, <laughs> an alternator. Thomas the Tank Engine's been been ahead of the game all this time with his deviant friends who were disobedient bastards, <laughs> all of them. Aren't yes, they? well, that's the problem. They are, aren't they? Hey, hey, Thomas, could you just go and get some passengers from that station there and like try not to derail anything, kill any animals, upset the really fat guy who runs the place? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem, though, isn't it? It's like, Thomas, just take these these goods wagons from here to over here. You can't go wrong. It's a railway. <laughs> it's a railway, exactly. Go in one direction, okay? <laughs> it's not Thomas the unruly lorry who's forever <laughs> driving through a playground or something. This is just a railway. There to there. Go. Oh, no, you've somehow magnificently fucked this up, you blue bellend. It really is. And and it irritates me more and more as time goes on, and I don't even watch it anymore. But if I think about it, I start to steam inside, just like the boiler of a steam engine. Idiot. You're such an idiot. Yeah. How could you be Ivor so the engine, idiot? that's the train for me. He was, he was a good lad, Ivor the engine. He just got on with it. Quite, quite. There's a certain bleakness to over the engine that I kind of enjoyed. That's it was the sort of never the sun never shining in Wales thing, and well, just I think that's piles the thing. of piles of slag everywhere. I found this, I found it quite relatable because my dad grew up in North Wales, and we used to go there quite a lot in school holidays to see relatives and things. So I found Thomas the Tank Engine very relatable in terms of the sort of darkness, yeah, and that kind of just very, very soft. Yes. North Whelian, sort of. Nothing yeah. much is happening. No. Sparsely populated it. scenes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best way if to If the put sun it. was shining, you'd be able to see some beautiful mountains. But, but it's not. It's not. So you can't. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Would you like a slice of Barabrith? Let's listen to some Manic Street Preachers. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I always associate it with sort of close harmony chapel singing, yes. which uh, uh, not only am I familiar with from having to go to North Wales, but probably more familiar with from my dad listening to it on records because he used to love a bit of close harmony. Did he? Welsh choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it. Close. And again, it's quite a sort of grey, slaty sound from a close harmony grey. North Walesian choir. So I'm just pouring myself a chubby coffee, and, I, and, and I've realised you know the pour, you know the pouring spouts that just aren't very good. Yeah. I've got one of them, and it's just cascaded shit and oh. mataki mushroom. I've just spilt, put more coffee across the table than into the cup. 
Which Why is... you're not on national radio, I'll never know. It's um, well, it, it's I've I've often welcome. wondered. <laughs> I've often wondered. Yes. Um, welcome to Thought for the Day with Johnny Smith. Oh shit! I've spilt coffee everywhere. <laughs> Just cascade more of that from Johnny tomorrow. <laughs> Incompetent coffee pouring. Well, I used to work at. Um, as I've said before, when when I was um, saving up for my car when I was what sixteen. I used to work at a, a kind of um, a cafeteria, coffee shop place at a supermarket. And um, all those little tin, not not tin, but stainless steel teapots, little teapots. Mm. I washed, washed hundreds of them up a day. And I, oh. and I realised that the design of them is shit because none of them pour properly, which is why every time I cleared a table from a customer, there was, mm. there was about 80 paper towels soaked in brown, oh, yes. brown tea because they just poured tea all over their lap and the table and a bit into the cup. And no, no one ever went, do you know what? These designs are unacceptable. Whereas if it had been another country, like Germany or Scandinavia... <laughs> They would have within within a day of of the, of the design being released. It would have been these are unacceptable. It has to change now. Yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? I think it's often said that in some countries, Italy or Spain, for example, they really look after and respect their elderly in a way that we simply don't. True. And this is yet another example. We let our old people go to a lovely cafe inside the department store or big shop. Big shop. And then they're going to leave with damp elbows where yes. they inadvertently put them in spilt tea <laughs> to go to the loo where a Dyson dryer has blown water all over the floor and they're going to slip over. <laughs> I used a Dyson yesterday at, the, at, at Warwick <laughs> Services. I'm, I'm going to call them out. Warwick Services. Okay. Right. I went in there. There was a raft of brand new ones. You know, the ones that look like um, a pair of aeroplane wings or handlebars from Oh, right. What, the sort of futuristic moped front one? Futuristic. That's exactly what it is. Next in session. And the... Um, <laughs> And I, I went for it, put the hands underneath the futuristic moped handlebars, but they blew, mm. they blew all the water off the palms onto the trousers. And I was wearing light-coloured yep. chinos, so obviously oh. I then leave the serv- services looking that like I've had a load of sort of pissy ricochet um, yeah. on my own trousers. When, but you have, to feel like you, you have to feel like you want to tell the world that that's not piss. It's definitely yeah. clean water <laughs> off my own hands. And I was just wearing the wrong trousers for the situation. <laughs> Well, now, I was in a um, motorway services, but I was doing that little trick where you go to the petrol station and then you don't have to walk 20 miles to go to the loo Clever. like you do in the main services. Many places just go straight around to the petrol station. There's always a loo in there. However, it's often in quite a poor state. Very small. <laughs> I was just about to say, so it you gets know, you, twice you take your chances. Yeah, sometimes it's all right, but sometimes... No. Well, this one... Uh, fine, and it wasn't just a cubicle, like one cubicle. It was a whole loop, but it was very, very narrow. So there's two urinals on one wall. The dryers are on the, the facing wall, but it's a very narrow room. <laughs> and the sink's just near the door. When I wash my hands, look around. The dryer over there, it's behind a man who is using one of the urinals. I, went, <laughs> I didn't want to stand. There wasn't really room to stand back to back. It would have been extremely awkward given that he was urinating. So I had to sort of stand slightly offset and <laughs> lean my hands in to the Dyson dryer, which then blew hand water all over the back of his trousers. No, while he was, while he was hosing down the, the bosley. Just a light mist. But there was, I was like, oh, my God. And thankfully, you know, he wasn't wearing like light cheese. He just had jeans on, but I was like, "There's definitely water going onto his trousers, not mine, because I'm, I'm offset standing." I oh, wasn't so, wearing white linen holiday trousers. Yeah. Or <laughs> he didn't. He didn't walk in and go, "Good morning, I'm on my way to a job interview in my white linen suit. I hope nothing befalls me in this lavatory." <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a, that was a new way in which the the Dyson can spray water into it's just somebody amazing. else's clothes. I um were your were your chinos? Um, is this part of now the sun's come out? Yeah, I noticed because that picture you sent me the other day, you've you've kind of gone Key West casual. I I was going to come on to that. I've gone for someone said khaki magnum, which I thought was <laughs> <laughs> khaki as in the way Americans say khaki, or no, or no, khaki actually khaki as in, as in sh- sh- shitty magnum. Oh, okay. So I thought. I mean, I cruel. you. I, do I have a moustache? Well, I have a beard that incorporates a tash. I don't have yeah. a Ferrari. I, I was driving the Dodge, which is, I guess, a, a hillbilly Ferrari. No, not really. And um, and I'm, I was driving around Rutland, not Key West. I'm just going to take the NASCAR Ferrari for a ride. 
<laughs> so yeah, I've I've fully I have to say this last two weeks I've fulfilled um, a long time itch um, to get back into the Hawaiian shirt game. I've been out of it a while, oh. and I keep mm-hmm. threatening to go back in. And I think recent exposure to Gordon Murray has made me go. <laughs> has, has made me go. I've, I've, I've sort of. I've thought I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like a real like B side, C side, D side Murray. D side, ta- ta- <laughs> key side Murray. I can be. <laughs> We're going to do the whole alphabet now. Yeah, Keyside, I, Queyside, <laughs> so, Anyway, so I'm going to be side. I'm going to be a talentless version of Gordon Murray um, with mm. with probably less exotic um, Hawaiian shirts. But mm. I've, I'm really enjoying it, Rich. I am really enjoying do, do it. Do people? Do you find people behave differently towards you when you're rocking a Hawaiian shirt? They do. People are warmer to me. I think they think that I'm oh. maybe a little bit more flamboyant. Ah. Um, and so sort of like wearing a bow tie, perhaps. Yeah. I worry about bow ties because it very much depends on the person wearing it. I mean, obviously, if it's a clown, well, that's just... Cl- you know, well, we've been down that, that road, haven't we? Yeah, they're probably about to get into the rascal and then topple over. Or someone in <laughs> think. Um, Don't you say that? <laughs> Honestly, still one of the funniest letters we've ever had. <laughs> By far. Oh. Um, but the, um, <laughs> I don't know, the bow tie on some people, you just kind of go, mm, you're being self consciously wacky again. Yes. Mm. I think For example, the children's television character Blippy, if you've ever seen him. No, is he a stroker? Uh, I mean, his stuff is good, and my kids have both in their time really enjoyed his output. Although there's something weird happened. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's an American um, guy, and he was sort of came to prominence on YouTube and then got a series on, I think, Netflix or Amazon. And um, he has a, a, a look. He wears uh, a bow tie. I think it's orange bow tie, blue shirt with orange braces. Then he has a sort of kind of like a Peaky Blinders hat, but it's blue and orange, so he looks makes him look like a sort of simpleton. And then he has big orange framed glasses as well. I've not seen that. So it's good. He's got a strong look. It's, it, it means that, you know, he's sort of everything is color coded and then all his graphics and things match that. But then the original Blippy clearly decided that he'd had enough larking about in ball pools and all the other things that Blippy does. And so he's sort of he, he's got someone else in to play himself. What? It's another guy. Now, my daughter was still watching Blippi when this happened. I don't think she noticed. And my wife and I were like, is that, that's, that's not the original Blippi. What the, it's like, it, you know, when, when a character in, uh, like, you remember the, the Darlene in Roseanne? It wasn't Darlene, was it? It was the other one. Becky in Roseanne got replaced by a different actor. Yes. And they actually made a joke out of it. But um, it, it felt like that. But it's, but it's not, it's not acting. It's a guy playing a character, but it's. It's, it's not like somebody inside a suit. He is just wearing kind of specific clothes. I didn't know that. It slightly I, weirded me out. Could we replace one another? Could, could you just get fed well, up doing this podcast one day and just have another person that sounds get, like you? Get another person. Yeah, but I think someone with a really thick Glaswegian accent, so there's no pretense that it's me. But, but, but I, they will pretend to be me. We're called Richard. Um, yeah. Just going, no, I was in my panda the other day. And just, Are you sure that's you, Richard? Aye. Um, that guy at the uh, at the Bristol show last week who came in the Saab Cabrio. Yes. And who said that as we were crossing the street in front of his car, what did he say? He said so. I, I thought, oh, there's a bloke who looks like Richard Porter and there's actual Johnny Smith. And it's only afterwards I thought, does he think that you hang around with other men who look like me when I'm not available. I do. That's what I oh, well, do. I suppose you do. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I do. Yeah. I, I've got a whole list of them. Some of them are famous and they look a bit like you. Some of them are not so famous. But yeah. We used to absolutely. have this thing. My schoolmates and I used to have this thing where we, like, if there was ever a kid at our school who looked like, say, somebody in our year... So, you know, there was a kid called Dave in our year, but then, like, two years below, there was a, a younger kid who lo- wasn't his brother but looked very like Dave. We used to call him, like, Stunt Dave. The idea being, <laughs> you know, if he was Dave. required to do some stunts, he could get Stunt Dave in to do the, the heavy lifting so he didn't get injured. And I've always quite liked that idea. So you have, like, Stunt Richards that you hang around with <laughs> if I'm not free. Oh, two things that have just sprung into my small head. Um, mm. One... You don't need to suffer the the danger 
of the Dyson useless hand dryer because the season of of, of prime piss vistas is upon us. Um, wow. This week only, I've enjoyed so many um, epic piss vista um, piss stops uh, whilst driving. I found a new favourite driving road near me, which I won't reveal. Oh. It's 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 just wonderful. Really sweeping curves. It's like um, a Rutland Nurburgring, but also. Oh. But also, I realised loads of laybys for wazes, and because wow. because um, because it's everything's in bloom, the hedges are thicker. There's a little bit more privacy, yeah. so you don't feel the pressure mm. to kind of squeeze it out fast and then crack on. So you can yeah. you can really savour the moment. Um, I'm saying this: if there's any female listeners, you're probably just going that this doesn't happen for us. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it doesn't. But you know what? As females, you benefit in so many other ways in life. Well, we won't well, go. We won't go down that road that you now. Use it generally, I would suggest probably in a better state. Mm. Certainly less unspecified liquid on the floor. That's. <laughs> um, I, I had a, I had, speaking of that, and everything coming into bloom, and you know, we're just at that perfect time of year, aren't we? Where the the, the, the plants have been nourished by rainfall oh, quite yeah. recently, but now the sun has really brought them out. And um, I I was uh, went up to a field that I go through sometimes when I'm out walking the dog and stuff, and. Uh, and suddenly all the crops have come in. And it's just, and I sort of came up a brow and then saw it, and it's just majestic. Oh, it's amazing. It's such a beautiful sight. Did you stop to rinse Don't your kidneys, or were you not able to? I didn't need to. The dog probably did. But, you know, I mean, everywhere's a piss vista for a dog, isn't it? Yes. Including shopping precincts. Yes, and right, right next um, to groups of people. Yeah. We don't yeah. do that. <laughs> it's not how we roll. Um, anyway, um, look, could I invite you to wander over to Film Review Corner? Because um, the other day, I went to see Fast X, or Fast 10, whatever it's called. Oh, did you? The latest Fast and Furious movie, yes. You know I have a bit of a weakness for those films. You, you, it's amazing, because I haven't seen, I don't think, the last three, at least. Mm. Well, because I did that. We talked about this on a, you, on a Smith you, and Shift you video. You had a binge marathon. Yeah, I was urged to binge at, the, at that time. There was like eight of them, and I was urged to binge all eight in one day to write a feature for the Road Rat, and I did. And having never seen the premise was, I've never seen one of these films. I'll just play catch up by watching all of them in one day. That's amazing. And you know, obviously, in a way, that sounds like the way they sort of synthesise brain damage in a laboratory. But actually, I really enjoyed them. I, I became sort of quite. You're in. Um, I don't know. You're I just the like the characters. Now. I mean, obviously, they're a, yeah, they're familiar, as they keep saying in the new film. But um, the there's a <laughs> they say familiar, and then there's a bit where Vin Diesel's character, one of the other characters, they say to like sort of Los Bandidos or something like that, but the other character goes to Los Bandidos, and Vin Diesel goes to Los Bandidos, and deliberately pronounces it differently. Almost like a flex, just to go, I speak better Spanish than you do. Oh. It's a really odd little moment. But anyway, yeah, I, I watched all eight. Does Vin Diesel just, because he's starting to look like a guy who who, who works locally as a grounds, grounds worker, <laughs> to me. <laughs> to, to me, because what? I don't Someone know, the, who's... the muscle vest has gone a little bit slacker. His head's sort yeah. of gone a bit more blamongy. And he, you know, you know, he looks like he does groundworks. You know, he's he's, he he's going to turn up, jump straight into the the caterpillar tracks, and dig a you know dig a new sewage system for a for a grand designs house. Yeah, um, while sculling it's, some <laughs> drink of some sort and swearing a bit. <laughs> he probably puts one of those Dewalt radios on. You know, the ones that look like you could drop oh, drop yes. kick them downstairs and they'll still be okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, well, no, I, I don't like know those. what he'd be listening to. Probably some like aggressive uh, Mexican rap music. Yes, yeah, he's probably it's it's somewhere quite far down the digital radio dial. <laughs> he's got some something slightly, but quite punchy. Oh, not def- relaxing music. He's no. not got classic FM on. No, and he has to have it quite high because he's in a earth mover, and so he can't hear mm. it otherwise. So when he shuts the engine down, which it happens every twenty minutes, so he can down an energy drink, um, mm. you realise how loud it is, and the neighbours start to. His go. voice is is getting better and better though. In terms of, it sounds like I was trying to think what it sounds like. It's sort of 
it's like someone pouring hot whiskey down a velvet trouser leg. It's just... This, <laughs> what? It's, it's really... I can't... It, his, his voice is so rich these days. It's... it's. I mean, it's really good. Very pleasant to listen to. Full-bodied voice. I'd love to listen to him just doing voiceover for completely unrelated things because he sounds so good. But this is by the by. Anyway, I like the Fast and Furious films. I know they're stupid, but I like them all the same. And I, I, I like the characters, even though they're quite one-dimensional. And so I went and saw the ninth one whenever it came out. Uh, I think I talked about it on here with me. And then the only other people in the cinema were um, some nice old ladies because it was like a weekday morning. So this one, I went and saw it last week and I, um, I, was, I thought I was going to go to like the big Odeon view, whatever is nearest to here. But I decided to trep myself and go to the sort of artier, nicer cinema, just because I thought they've got big sofas. I love the fact that you well. do solo cinema attending. I never used to. No. I never used never to. Do, I've never done it. Just before. My wife used to do it all the time. She had t- a bit of time to kill in the week. You know, she wasn't working or something. She would just go to the cinema. And I always went, oh, what kind of loser goes to the cinema on their own? That's the part of the cinema thing is, is that, you know, you get to see the film with someone and you can discuss it afterwards and blah, blah, blah. She went, yeah, but during the film, you're not talking, are you? It doesn't matter. It's nice to go on your own. You don't have to worry about anyone else nicking your wine gums. And so it's really true. I did it for the first time in my life just before COVID kicked in. And I loved it. Weekday morning, went to a nice little cinema near where I used to live, and I was like, oh, this is a new thing. I'm going to do this more often. Enjoy being self-employed and having the flexibility to do it. And then COVID started and that put an end to that. But You're, getting, um, you're coming back on cam now, though, aren't I'm you? I'm back on now. And so, yeah, I went. So I went, it, I, I went to sort of lunchtime screening, and the number of people in the cinema, apart from me, was zero. no. I had the whole cinema, only quite a little cinema. So hang on, you, you watched Fast X on your own? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. It was great. Was it, I bet it was amazing. Well, it's one of those posh cinemas. They brought me a cup of coffee before the film started, and I bought myself a little bag of sweets, and I could eat the sweets rustling the wrapper without worrying about pissing off anyone else. Of course, you've got no kids being I think idiots. at one point I shouted, for fuck's sake, and if, there was no one else to hear me. It was great. You should so, promote. Uh, you should promote this, not to the point where it, it, the, all, the cinemas all fill up during the day. Yeah, but, but obviously, what we don't we don't want we don't want cinemas to close from lack of custom, do we? Yeah. So let's yeah. do more daytime viewing. If you live in Bath or Bath, don't go to the cinema in the daytime. They're full of ants. Don't 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 bother. But anywhere else, you're fine. <laughs> Um, I'm going to wear my so, Vin yeah. Diesel bald cap. Actually, I don't need to. I just need to bick my head. <laughs> you I'll need to on, wear I'll, the, I'll, the, I'll the groundskeeper's vest. I'll wear the groundskeeper's vest. And, um, yeah, I'll have to do quite a few press-ups or something beforehand. And uh, I don't know what I'll turn up in. Oh, I know. I'll, I'll turn up in my charger, but I'll make, yeah. like, a tin foil supercharger for the bonnet <laughs> so, shoeboxes shoeboxes and bog rolls and it just people just look at it and they go that's so not real what are you that's, thinking yeah and it's oh oh now it's on fire it's caught fire because yeah. the engine's and every on. every time i get out of the car i get out a little bit slowly and on my phone so very tinnily it plays we've come a long way um my friend <laughs> by is that charlie puth song um the paul walker memorial song but we play uh, okay. play it really slowly uh, yeah. I get out the car and I look back because he does a lot of look backs. Um, There's a lot of look backs. He does just a lot of looking. He's a good look. He's a look, look actor. He's a look at. Well, because probably yeah, he's not a dialogue guy. In fact, it's it's funny. Um, <clears throat> I've written down in my notes about looking back a lot because I was thinking. Uh, well, uh, the other day the Waylon Jennings Dukes of Hazard theme tune came on where, on a, when I was watching something on Instagram. Okay. And I haven't heard it in ages, and we all know it's a really good tune. Um, mm. And it made me realise that Bo, from Bo and Luke, because he was the driver, wasn't he? He drove most of the time, I reckon, I think. Bo's the dark-haired one. No, Bo's the light-haired one. Oh, yeah, sorry, yes, okay. So Yeah, he's the Luke one with basically women's Tom hair, Lockhart. as we used to say. <laughs> <laughs> I realised at an early age, if you wanted to get girls, you needed girls' hair. And it was like, I'm not going to have girls' hair. Okay, you're going to fail then. So, so Bo used to do most of the driving from memory. I'll keep this quick so we don't deviate too much. And he never used to really use the rear view mirror. He did a lot of looking backwards whilst driving. Oh yes, didn't he? Why? Why did yes. he do that? Because I think they had a rear view mirror. So he just he was a rear view mirror avoider. 
But did they? Did they, though? Did they, they have... take it off? Because it was really a racing car, wasn't it? Yeah, but you need a rear-view mirror in a racing car. That's a fair point, but they don't often have... Or do, well, hang on, they do, don't they? If it's a saloon car-based kind of thing, yeah. then they... Um, You've got to have a rear-view mirror. You've got to have a rear view But mirror. you're right. He did do a lot of looking back. He did lots of back, looking back. <laughs> why, why, the look, why the physical looking back when you could just glance in the mirror? So he used to do it, and he always used to have a smile on his face. Or maybe they were chewing gum. I don't remember. Maybe I made that last bit up. But it got me thinking, because while I was driving my Dodge a lot this week with my rubbish Magnum uh, shirt choice slash Gordon Murray, um, I tried to do more looking back than normal. <laughs> Just, just to see if it felt <laughs> right. <laughs> and did it? No, do you know what it did? It made me realise that big, big old American cars on narrow British roads, there's not room for much error when you're looking back a lot. You tend to yes. you tend to weave a little bit and go towards the gully. So I quickly realised this was a terrible idea. And maybe I mean, Georgia back roads, very wide. They're forgiving. But I, I feel that... Even just a brief glance backwards in a, a sort of normal-sized car is fraught with peril. My main experience of this is when one of the children in the back seat goes, Daddy, I've just dropped, and it's usually, you know, like an ice cream. A or poo something. down my oh, trouser leg. Like. ice cream. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's usually, Daddy, I've just spilt it. Spilt what? You haven't got... And you have to do that glance back oh, to, that's horrible to see what's Daddy, you know on. that bottle of milk that you left on the back? Yeah. Yes. Guess what, yeah, yeah. Guess what thing he's done? Yeah, they've just... They've just knocked a pin into it, and it's now just firing milk across the car. What? Yeah. Well, I sometimes I feel like one day my children as adults will be talking to their therapist, and they'll say, I think this all began with my dad's aggression about milkshakes in the car. Oh, well, you've got every right to be phobic. Well, I say, we were on a road trip somewhere, and um, we were letting the kids get a burger or something from a service area, and then they went, can we have milkshakes? And my wife went, yeah, what do you want, chocolate or vanilla? And I went, we are not having milkshakes in the car! Slightly too much. I like and ever that. since then, it's been like a thing. I well, my, you can't, can no, you? No, you've made a stand, and I... I so and my, yeah, my, my children are small enough that they're clumsy, you know, they're just yeah. of an age where they're just not so dexterous with, with things, or so worried about when things spill, because it becomes not, not their problem. It's not their problem, exactly. But you've just identified a... a, a a key solution so what we're saying is is when Bo duke was driving he had something on the back seat like i reckon they'd ordered a curry and they hadn't put the top the tops <laughs> hadn't put the tops on the curries properly and so half of him was like we're going to do loads of jumps we're going to do loads of like skidding around the trees but i know that there's a madras was swilling around with an open yeah. top container behind me so i'm just just some good old boys eating some fowl Yes, exactly that. Exactly. Or Luke forgot to tell Bo that he's ordered a milkshake, but again, the top doesn't quite fit on the container, and it's. I mean, it's perilous. Is it possible the Dukes of Hazard were in fact just milkmen? They were deliveries. That's. They were. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They were seventies. They were seventies deliveries. Uber Eats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the Dukes of Hazard delivering that curry we ordered last week that didn't turn up till 10.30 <laughs> at night. I can't remember the last time. I haven't done a 10.45 booner for a very, very long time. <laughs> it's a miracle we survived. I went for a run the next morning. Anyway. Yeah, I was um, bubbling. We, we mentioned this, didn't we? Um, um, so, yes, anyway, Fast 10, whatever you're like, Fast X, uh, is, uh, is stupid. It's really, of course it is. It's a Fast and Furious movie. I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's the best of the of the um, family of films. Family. It's uh, it's not as good as the last one. It's a little bit too kind of set piece to set piece. It's just big car stunt out of the cars. Oh look, they're all punching each other. Now they're back in the cars. They're doing something else. Oh god, they've moved continent now, and somehow they've brought the cars with them. Okay, now they're driving the cars. Now they're punching. Now they're driving the cars again. It well, sounds, like gum- sounds like the Gumball Three Thousand. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. It's just based it on that. So we're going to start also- in Glasgow, and then I'm going to click my fingers. We're all in Dubai, and then yeah. we're going to have. Okay, we're gonna look, have, we're going to go to we're a club. In Auckland somehow. Yeah. It's it's a bit like that. It just jumps. I mean, it jumps about. Obviously, that's one of the things I think is appealing about the film. Same as James Bond, they have this sort of globe straddling feel to them. You know, and the logistics are never quite mentioned, are they? 
Like, well, hang the on. logistics are not mentioned, and trust me, it played on my mind that there's a lot of logistics that just seem to go completely, you know, to the extent that they go to, they go to Rome, and it seems like they're planning the Rome thing. And, okay, so they've put a bit of planning in. But the planning seems to centre around knobbing around with the radio-controlled car. And then suddenly they're in Rome, and they've got these bespoke full-size cars, <laughs> including a lovely uh, Alpha 2000 GT, 60s one, Ooh. which... Um, but is is all sprayed up in bespoke colours and a gold wrapped Gallardo, weirdly. See, the so th- you well, know, these well, things take some arranging. Oh, seriously, they do. Do you know the Italian for "Can you wrap this Gallardo in gold"? Because I don't, and I don't imagine that any of the characters in Fast and Furious Ten do either. But um, it's it's, like, it's full of stuff like that. I'd like Vin Diesel to be like Google translating that shit. <laughs> hurriedly going look we don't have a great deal of time could you do this in the next eight hours ten hours at a push because he, he i don't think he'd be one of those people who just when he can't speak a language just speaks english more loudly because he doesn't really speak loudly it's, it's got to be that kind of mumble that kind of low yeah. velvety but then so, because of yeah, the pace of fast and furious being the nature of the, the yeah. name of the film they'll get to mm. italy and they'll realize that it's sunday and nobody does anything, <laughs> even if you were to throw more money than they've ever seen at them. They go, no, because we don't do anything on Sunday. They go, but I need no. a car vinyl wrapping pronto. No, no sorry. You can't. No. And then actually tomorrow's a Saints Day, so we're closed. Yeah. Um, so sorry yeah, it's, it's, it, the other thing that's odd about the film is that it just abruptly ends. Really? Because, yeah, because they, they, there's no secret that there's, the, they said we're going to split part 10 into two. Because there's too much story. Okay. Um, and uh, in fact, no, I think they're saying there might be two more after this. Bloody so there's hell. definitely going to be at least one more bit. So it just ends very abruptly on a cliffhanger, like a TV show. Which I, I mean, does I that seem a, it, does that a bit seem, naughty. It seems a bit cheap in a film, doesn't it, to end it like that? It does. Well, also because unlike a TV show where, you know, you could probably stream the next episode immediately or you have to wait a week until it's released. Yes. This is a movie. We're going to have to wait, what, a year, two years now for the for, to find out what's going on? At which point you'll have kind of forgotten a lot of details. So it's. I think that's a bit... It's a bit naughty. But um, anyway, that's what they've done. And But I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. a cinema it's, it's a day daft. on your own? I enjoyed a cinema day on my own. That was part of what I enjoyed. It was just lovely. And um, But I enjoyed the film, but it is incredibly stupid and a bit sort of disjointed in its way it just leaps from scene to scene and you know as usual the dialogue is drivel but well i have to say one thing that we all know fast and furious has has been good at is propagating the interest in different cars for a younger audience so yes. if there's an alpha 2000 gt in there probably yeah. there's a number of 14 year olds 15 year olds 17 year olds 20 years old who don't have any idea what that car is and they might go, oh, that's a bit cool. And suddenly their mm. their automotive horizons have been broadened yeah. and all that. Um, two relatively ordinary saloon cars that don't do well out of this film <laughs> are the, Al- the <laughs> Alpha 159 uh, and the BMW E34 5 Series, oh, bizarrely. Really? They get hurt? There's, so there's, uh, the, it, it, during the Rome sequence, there's a lot of shenanigans on the streets of Rome and a lot of 159 police cars get duffed oh, up. Oh, gosh. That's a shame. As a side note, Italian police cars look great, don't they? Oh, the livery is always the, absolutely on point. The, the, the sky blue is gorgeous. I love that sky uh, blue. Yeah, these are Carabinieri, so they're dark blue, I think. They, but they, do you know they do that thing where they, they sort of embrace the deep V of an Alfa Romeo bonnet <laughs> and put red stripes that go up diagonally up the bonnet to sort of match the, um, the pressing. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of those get smushed by things. And then... Um, there's a scene where, again, this is where you go, the logistics of this seem improbable. The bad guy, who, by the way, is played by Jason Mimosa, the sparkling orange and champagne drink out of off of Game of Thrones. And, Jason um, Samosa, he's, another guy. Yeah. <laughs> is he the guy? He still does... He's really good. He's, he does the, he's very good at the late 90s, early 2000s shaved eyebrow, isn't he? Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, it's not a shaved eyebrow. He's, uh, he has an accident. Did he? I think he was glassed or something. Yeah, that's uh, same as, you know, Katie Puckrick, the presenter. Yes. She has a slash to her eyebrow, oh, and which it's in the a, 90s everyone thought was a fashion thing, but it's not. It's a, I think she, it, she had an accident and it's... It's scar it's, tissue. Yeah. 
stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. Same <sighs> is true of um, Jason Samosa. He's really good. Is he? He plays a very good, yeah, a very good over-the-top baddie. Oh. It's like you look at it and you go, he's having fun here, isn't he? He's just gone, fuck it. I'm being paid a load of money to be in this very daft film. I'm just going to run with it. So, yeah, he he plays him in a very, like, sometimes a very intense, scary way, but often in a very sort of giddy, slightly camp way. It's really good. That sounds cool. He's, it, it, he's very watchable. You're kind of hoping that he reappears in every scene just because uh, he's, uh, he's so good in it. But... Um, uh, he, he, so he's he's hired all these mercenaries and ne'er do wells to go after uh, Vin Diesel's gang, and clearly they're very, they're very well organised because they're able, with seemingly not much notice, to suddenly pull together this fleet of matching matte black five series and mini countrymen's what in Portugal. Oh, so immediately, very, immediately, your head is spinning. Hang on, very, these would be tax avoidance yeah. five series, so they're all five eighteens. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Yeah, I can't remember what it's like in Portugal, but I think it's if it is like sort of Italy used to be, where your engine capacity over two liters gets hammered. So yeah, so they're all five eighteens, which means you know, it doesn't matter what gear you're in, you're going nowhere. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so in other words, Vin Diesel is just rinsing it in second, and he's on the walkie-talkie to everybody else, going, "Leave it in second. Just leave it in second. There's lots of hills. There's lots of hills. Just, just ring it out in second, mate. Leave it. Leave it." That awful thing where you get halfway round a hairpin and have to actually bang it down into first because it's not going to make it. Uh, oh, that, that's, that's really embarrassing, isn't it? I've it's got just a, terrible. I've got a car which you have to do that in. So uh, yes, anyway, but so, so five series, old five series. I'm amazed they found found so many, and why they went for that car, I don't know. But yeah, there's there's a load of them, and then obviously they all get into scrapes because uh, that's what happens in fast universe. But uh, yeah, so don't if you if you're an E34 enthusiast or you love a 159 don't watch this film because it's uh, it's it's carnage it's harming it's harming but there we are anyway it's, I, I mean the thing is if you don't like fast and furious films don't go and see this one it's more of the same you'll find it idiotic if you do like them go and see it because it's more of the same and it's idiotic well i've just remembered why i started this podcast by talking about thomas the tank engine it's because we've had an amazing oh, yes. we've had an amazing listener letter um uh, revolving around um small railways but before I tell before I tell you that I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger there. Before I tell you that, I've just I've just remembered I went to uh, I had to do a charity bike ride with my my um, son's school uh, mm. last week, um, and mm. around a big lake, big reservoir, really scenic. Weather was epic, and you know when was it, this Rutland Water? It was, yeah. Ooh, and do you, do you remember? You know, old people they 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 go to a scenic spot or a seaside. Um, town and then they they Mm. set up a little camp don't they to have tea or biscuits elevensies whatever you want to call it and then Mm. they go well Mm. this troubled me amazing day really good um scene so the the car parks for this place overlook most of them overlook the water but there's Mm. an overspill car park which doesn't have any view of anything apart from generic trees okay you can see where I'm going generic with this, can you? <laughs> and generic hedge, okay? So although it was a beautiful day, you've gone to the effort of going to Rutland Water. You're paying a lot of money to park your car there. I will say, unfortunately, I think it's too expensive, okay? Um, this old guy parked... <laughs> this got, I hope this makes the local paper. <laughs> I hope this makes local the local paper. Local star Johnny Smith speaks out about parking Angli- charges at I'm Rutland I'm calling Water. out Anglian Water. You're overpricing the car park, sort it out. Um, there was an old guy who'd parked his immaculate car in the overspill car park. There was nobody there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Mm. He'd gone to the the trouble of getting um, a couple of chairs out and mm-hmm. like a table with some nibbles on it, look like, and a drink. I didn't stop and look, I sort of drove past slowly. And he was facing j- just the generic hedge and trees. But yet, but yet you've, <laughs> but yet you've gone to the effort of going to a really scenic waterside spot. But you, but you've set up your entire camp nowhere near it, and you can't see it. And I just couldn't understand what the what the deal was here. Does, I hate water. Can't stand. Can't it. stand it. But I will Fucking go through the water in the sunshine. Bloody awful. But maybe I, he's got rabies. Can't be near water. Yeah. Or. I, if anybody has ever experienced this, so people will go to a, a known scenic spot, but where they actually pitch their camp, as it were, doesn't mm. doesn't have any form of view of it. You could just be in your back garden facing a wooden fence, and it'd just be the same. <laughs> so, so anyway, I thought I'd just... I had to just share that. Um, but I've got this letter. I say I, it's us. Um, hello at smithandsniff.com. Lewis Cracknell, he's allowed me to call him his name. Hi, gents. Been listening to your podcast from the beginning after a friend's recommendation, and I'm now up to February 2021 so far. Okay, so he's a while, he's a while oh. back. But that's okay. It's okay, Lewis. There's plenty of absolute toss to catch up on. In this, <laughs> we, could, we could be really rude to Lewis and call him a, a, an absolute flute and then close down the podcast. <laughs> he wouldn't find us for a year or so. Well, he's put... In the episode, I'm a hustler, baby, you were discussing miniature railways and asked if anyone had a story of sustaining an injury at the hands of a small train. Well, <laughs> I imagine you weren't inundated with responses to that one. However, I feel this is my calling. A friend of mine has a seven and a quarter inch garden railway. By the way, that's the gauge of the rails, if anyone's listening, not the actual size of the whole railway. <laughs> seven and a quarter inch. <laughs> I'd be quite disappointed. That's like, yeah, off they go. Oh, stop. It's, you trip over it in the garden because you never see it where it is. Um, so seven and a quarter inch garden railway, which I frequent. I love that. I love using that word. It's great. I was trying to set, this is the bit now that troubles me. I was trying to set a new speed record around the railway, which went as well as you'd probably <laughs> imagine. I took one of the locomotives up to a heady 12 miles an hour, which is actually very fast on something that size. <laughs> around the loop and as i rounded out aptly named derailment tree the whole ensemble (laughs) started to tip over as it went over it hit the ground and it dug in coming to a very sudden halt i didn't know i shot out of the top of the cab oh it's a ride-on train so we're riding on it okay i shot well yeah i assumed so yeah (laughs) i'd kind of leapt ahead to that and i these this has got to be one of those ones with the wooden Planks. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Leg, right. leg planks, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. You're mm. straddling the loco uh, down in Acapulco. Um, I shot out <laughs> of the top of the cab and prescribed an ungraceful arc through the air straight into a particularly stout oak tree, which I then glanced off the side of with my head, leaving a considerable loss of skin, half knocking mm. myself out in the process. When I went back oh, to the office the next day, nobody believed me when I told them that my injury had been caused by being involved in a train crash. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you miss out the model train crash. Yeah. <laughs> How big was this train crash? Uh, in what sense? Yeah, they, he's put, by the way, the tree was unharmed. Probably not podcast-worthy material, but I felt compelled that I should share this story with you. Thank you for the entertainment, Lewis. Lewis, that was definitely podcast-worthy. No one's ever high-sided or shared their story of a, a high-sided garden train incident on Smith & yeah. before. That was a good one. I d- but- those trains, if it's the type I'm thinking of, I always look at them and think, oh, that would be horrible if they went over, because if they went over just sideways, they look really heavy to me. Yeah. You know, they look dense. They look sort of disproportionately heavy for their size. And I always think, yeah, that's, if that is on one of your legs, that's going to be a problem. 
like falling over at a mo- like a junction with a motorbike. <laughs> so the v- motorbikes are heavy, obviously. Yeah. But it's when yeah. they fall down when they're almost stationary. And they're an absolute mm. bastard to lift up on their own. I mean, some bikes you can't lift up on your own. You have to get the help of friends. Um, mm. So, yeah, I bet they are very dense because they have to have a lot of weight to them in order to to, to hunker down on the yeah. track, don't they, and, and, ride, yeah. and ride smoothly. Yeah, yeah. We need more information, Lewis. I want to know if this was steam, electric. I want to know the weight, if possible. And can we have a photo of this garden layout? That's just for my personal consumption because I am so down with garden layouts. Uh, I've got a little bit of jealousy on the go there because I would like... You know I aspire to this, don't you, Richard? I've told you this many a time. What, a garden railway? Garden railway. It's It just walks hand in hand with a really good quality um, model village, which we... <laughs> we, we but, but the scales are different, right? So what are you then? Are you some kind of local giant? I'm Gulliver. Who, who thunders through yes. town in his oversized tray. Quite scary for the model people. Yeah, I, you'd either build the... You'd either have to have a ride-on exceptionally small train, which I think would be even more dangerous, or yeah, uh, yeah you'd have to scale up the model village. It's not quite as bijou as as others. I don't know if there's an, a universally accepted scale of model village. Actually, God, that's a bit. Ooh, I bet. Ooh. I bet someone knows. Someone, someone, someone knows will know. This. Someone will know. Um, yeah. So, uh, speaking of, of listeners' messages, um, I just saw this the other day. Uh, Tom Gidman. Is one of our patrons said Hi, Tom. Um, he's watching season one of Miami Vice brackets. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> he says in episode nine, they pull into E choke de bloke. I don't, is that, hmm? he's, I don't know what he's saying there. They pull into E choke de bloke <laughs> in the middle of the Everglades. <laughs> I don't know what that, is that a place? You just sound like anyway, a Dutch guy somewhere. trying to say a different <laughs> word. <laughs> e choke de bloke. <laughs> No, it's pronounced exceptional. Uh, in the Everglades, uh, into the bait and tackle shop car park in the Daytona, Dayfona, Ferrari, Fotona, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. In this very isolated car park, there's not one, not two, but three DeLoreans. That might be the greatest concentration of Citroen V6s ever seen in Florida. Well, technically Volvo V6, but yes, shared. Um, is, do you remember I this? do remember it. I know the Everglades. It's because ah. they there was um, going to be a drug delivery of one of those planes which floats and it landed okay, at the edge yeah. of the Everglades and then they rendezvoused with one of those fan boats. And uh, actually Tubbs yes. and Crockett were on a fan boat with a massive searchlight and, again, I've noticed Crockett always has a, Crockett always has a pistol and Tubbs just right. always goes for the shotgun. Even when you're doing trying to do sort of more long range detailed work, you can always just go for the shotgun, <laughs> uh, which I do think is quite cool because he just usually has it over one shoulder, but he's wearing a really sharp suit, and I like that juxtaposition of like dirty old shotgun over the shoulder of a, a designer suit. So I do remember is it that like one. finding a bowling ball that works for you. Mm. It's exactly that. You know when you go bowling and you just find the ball that feels right and that's it. Yeah, it's probably not the right weight or size for me, but somehow it just feels right. I'm going to stick with it, even if it's inappropriate for this situation. Oh, I'm absolutely with you on that. I've I've done three sets of bowling in the last six months, which is much more frequent than usual. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. I'm terrible at it. But I found a ball on one of them. Yes. It took me half a game to find a ball that I gelled with. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's the bond, isn't it? This just somehow is correct. It's so true. And once that happened, I was searching because there was another guy who kept occasionally borrowing it in the other lane. Oh, and I got a no, bit possessive, no. ball possessive. Yeah. No, that's fair enough, as, as is your right. I hadn't been bowling for ages, and I went over Christmas, and um, and I, I remember that I was terrible at bowling. And um, in fact, I think in one game, my. <laughs> Okay, my daughter beat me. She's five. No. And she was using the little rampy thing. And she beat you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was actually really good. Well, there's, got a good eye you know, for there's it. almost, I think there's almost, because I love watching, I have gone down a YouTube um, wormhole with pro bowling where they hold the ball, they don't put the fingers in the holes, they hold the ball um, by the top and the bottom, sort of in, in your forearms. And they do this mad oh. spin throw. Have you not seen this? It's like sort of so. it's like D one drift series for ten pin <laughs> bowling. So you have to wow. you put such a vicious spin on it, it go it either bananas down the alleyway or it goes down mm. the edge of the gutter on full 
um, spin on f- like don't wheel spin, and then at the last minute curls in and gets a strike. It's really, wow. really addictive to watch. It's 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 the drifting of the temping bowling world. I'm sure that I'm sure there's yeah, there'll yeah. be a name for it. But it's I mean the guys that do it, they just look like the sort of guys that might work in IT during the week. But it's so addictive to watch the spins they get on it. It's just like a perfect drift. Watching a perfect pro drift series, you just go, oh yeah, they're on it. They're picking all the right lines. There's so much tire smoke. It's brilliant. It's just like yeah. that. I highly recommend it. If I can find a worthy clip, I'll I'll, I'll share it with our Patreons and all that. Um, yeah. Um, now I've made a note of something that I think we've we've sort of sailed past it as we often do. But um, but this month, specifically, I think a couple of weeks ago, was the fiftieth birthday of the Austin Allegro. Yeah, I know. I feel a little bit ashamed that I didn't um, flag this up on social media. And mm. my car, I'm trying to get my car finished before the end of this year. Because it was, it was the actual day or week of release, wasn't it? Um, not that long ago. I th- yeah, I think it was the 17th of May yeah. was the uh, was officially was, announced. Was the aggro. And, and yeah, there's been, uh, what's really cool about it is that you're seeing Allegro's worth money now rather than just kind of being weighed in. Um, well, yes, it's come back around, I suppose, it, hasn't it? Yeah, there's a real like, ironic kind of appreciation for them. And there are pe- I'm starting to get people who actually, you know, collect much more exotic cars fancying an Allegro as part of their garage. So I kind of like all that. It's it's holy shitting Christmas. What? I just went, I went on, on Car and Classics. I thought I'll have a little look at Allegro, see where they're out to. And I was thinking, oh, danger, danger, danger. Well, uh, there's only one come up. Is there? But it's it's an equipe. Oh, shiitake mushrooms, Johnny! It's a it's and it looks Mit- fucking brilliant. It's got the stripes. It's got the slightly jazzier interior with the check seats, the two-spoke wheel, which I think was off the Innocenti. That's right. It's got uh, the version. it's got the porous alloys. Porous alloys, which I assume people have, have sorted this out now somehow, have they? I don't yeah, know. You, you can, you if can. The Allegro community has fixed them. <laughs> you can, you can, you can do that. You can seal them and. Uh, have them really this ad this ad comes out swinging it starts brilliant allegro equipe oh. set your stall out go on sales pitch it straight from the off if you think it's the good. super rare sporting version with twin carb engine yeah oh, yeah and lighter two-door body this pampered vehicle has been cosmetically and mechanically restored over the last 10 years and is in near concourse condition the engine gearbox running gear and suspension have all been rebuilt professionally and an updated cylinder head gives improved performance and economy Bodywork has been fully restored and resprayed by the acclaimed Haynes Motor Museum. Wow. Even the seat fabric has been renewed as original. A charming, characterful, fun and rare example of this sought-after model in super condition. Oh, gosh. Oh, my hey. I want want to see this car now. I'm going to have to have a look. Oh, my saints. Well, I'll put a link for our patrons up if the ad... I mean, I I I imagine it will go quite quickly. There is... The price is quite punchy punchy is it punchy have a guess well, if it's sort of the best a keep i mean there's not that many keeps left in the world no i think exactly. there's something like a dozen left so if you, really there's not many no there's oh god i didn't realize it was that few and shall i have a little look on yeah you could do just to disprove me but i well no no i mean i'm not i'm just just because i'd, I'd love to know because then in which case this may actually not be punchy price this may be quite reasonable well i'm i'm th- shit i think you're right yeah i, I don't and there's not many so if you were like i want the best allegro keep in the world and in the world there's only a dozen yeah. of them and yeah. to restore a car these days you know you've got to look at people often go bloody hell why would you pay that well you go well a half decent paint job like a really good paint job on any medium-sized car is probably 10 Mm. 10 grand Mm. so it might even be more than that for a really good one so you have to factor that stuff in i reckon this is i reckon this is up for sale for 17 johnny Mm. this car is a bargain it's 9995 that's that's actually cheap can i see the ad straight after we finish recording this yeah thank you it's only got sixty-five thousand miles on it as well it's re- and do you know where it is no 
Don't say Somerset. It's in Somerset. Uh, is it really? It's in Somerset. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> local, is it a local car for I, local people? I don't, well, I don't know. Where it's, so the Reg is the, the first three letters of the Reg. It's a V Reg. The first three letters are GTO, which is quite a good in itself. Sweet. But, uh, where would TO be from? I don't, I look this don't up know where to. People are shouting at their podcast players. but it's um, not another Allegro in Somerset. I've already owned, I've already got one. That's, do you know but, what? That oh my gosh. 10 grand, I know there'll be listeners listening going, you, 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 you're smoking on, you're heaving on the crack pipe thinking that that's, <laughs> that that's even <laughs> semi worth considering. But you've got you've to gotta consider it. Like if you like that car and you want a really good example, mm. an, um, an, a, a, an average a keep would probably sell for about three and a half right now, right? That's average. Probably yeah. needed a paint job yeah. because the paint fell off the car, if you know the history of those cars. The metallic had a problem yeah. and it just fell off. So if you say what, how much a good paint job is, factoring in other issues along the way, strip down, rebuild, that's actually, that's actually good value. If that's like the best that one could get. Well, oh, Claren Classic, naughty temptresses. I have one final thing which has rendered me quivering with delight. Oh, gosh. It's almost perfect. And it means that, I mean, if we could, as a podcast, we should buy this Allegro. Um, the TO area identifier on a plate of this age means that the car... Don't say Nottingham. Basically in Nottingham. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. It's basically a it's Nottingham too good. car. Uh, it's basically a Nottingham car, and it's in, oh, and we have to collect lots of it good in advice you to take away if you want to. Oh god! Oh my god! I really want this now. I was about to say if I, I was going to have any Allegro, it would have to be in a keep. And what are the frigging chances that there's one for sale? Shitting. Well, heck. I mean, if I wanted my wife to leave me, this would be the yeah, that's hell of a way to do. Yeah. Why did um, why, why I, did I why did she go, Richard? Well, it all came down well, to the keep, really. Have a look at my stripy Allegro. <laughs> <laughs> it looks. I mean. I'd, uh, Honestly, that's got, not sort of got sex ban written all over it. That car, it, <laughs> <laughs> but yet we're still tempted. Yeah, that's that's spare room, extended stay in the spare room, all over it. Oh god! I mean, you know, I think she's just about forgiven me for the panda, but um, but, but now you're now you're wading in, hell. you're windmilling ten grand in Allegro. Oh. I might go and do a scratch card later or something. <laughs> but, uh, why do I want this car so much? I mean, fuck's sake. Find another. With me, find it? another. Well, it is. I mean, this is a proper find another, isn't it? Find Goodness another. Me. And when you do, don't tell yeah. me because I don't fight think you. I won't believe I'll fight you like Vin Diesel mumbling. Oh, yeah. You know, you were talking about. You, would, <laughs> you know, you were talking about <laughs> Italian police cars with the deep V. Yeah. It reminded me, I wrote something down ages ago about deep V thrum bosses. And what? yeah, I don't know why I was trying to do a, a wordplay that wasn't quite right. And it's deep V thrum bosses, the appreciation of the sound of a tight angled V6, V8, V12, or maybe even the BRM V16, which has been recently rekindled, as you know. Um, uh. So, yeah, would you be a deep V thrum b- boss? <laughs> <laughs> what about a VR6? That's a very, very narrow-angled V. That is. The, yeah. Uh, well, it's not a deep V. I suppose it, well, it's deep. How you but it's the deep. The depth, <laughs> it's the, the it's down the down towards the the crotch area. There's the depth. Then the width is so, across well, the shoulders. So, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Would you go wide? Oh, okay. I don't like. So then, I don't like the deep. I'd go wider before depth. If I had so you, to. Well, then, so you want to? I go a shallow, you, actually, wide V, like a Cadillac symbol. What's the widest V? Well, actually, technically, the widest V is um, uh, Ferrari Flat 12, which is... A flat? Um, technically a 180-degree V. I know that's stupid, but that's, that's how they uh, hor- yeah. fire. Um, but beyond that, I don't know, what, 90-degree V8 yeah, or yeah. V6 if it's the... I, th- I think a 90 is a very wide V. That is a very... Yeah. That's almost... You know, that's almost Ze- Zeus's jumper choice. Where one one of the edges is falling over the shoulder, which looks really attractive on a woman, but not on a man. Yeah, but not on a man. <laughs> no, so just re- not on a sunburned re- man. a bit of back hair creeping. Well, up that's the, the thing. If I did it, people would be like, "Have you got like someone cut someone else's hair and sprinkled it on your shoulders?" Yeah. No, they have. 
<laughs> we just had a haircut. Oh, there's a spider coming out of your... Oh, no, it's not. It's just why, why are you covered well, in sheep's wool? Uh, no, that's my actual yeah. shoulders and hair. What, what a wonderful note on which to bring this podcast to an end. But we must and we shall as we go away to think impure thoughts about a v-reg allegro with stripes at the side uh before we go i've got three things to tell you they are one johnny has a solo youtube channel it's called the overstate plate show in which johnny needlessly exaggerates the dimensions of crockery for no reason whatsoever <laughs> uh, this week he's impressed and randomly telling strangers that he has a dinner plate the size of a football pitch if that's not to your taste there's always the late break show lots of excellent videos about cars and people who love them on there what have we got oh the late the, the one the one that you will the new one that will have landed as you listen to this cast is a bristol barn mm. find not in the place oh, one. but the car <sighs> yeah and uh, one of one of one of ten left in the off of the world. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's Allegro a keep. Level that is it. Where we are yeah. talking a keep levels. That, this is this is exactly. true. Hashtag rare, but nobody cares, isn't it? Because most. Oh, well, I think some people care. They don't. Know. I don't know about I, Bristol's. Yeah, yeah. People care about Bristol's, but do they care about a keeps apart from us and maybe? Oh, two I other see. People's? Oh, very niche. Very. And Bristol's niche. are very niche. Yes. I think even a lot of car people don't know what a Bristol is. Really? A Bristol 411 and an Allegro Equipe parked on some gravel outside. Oh, gosh. Extensive garaging outside my country manor. I think I'd be Oh, that'd be really nice, I mean, I'd need some it? other cars as well, obviously, but, but those would be part of They would be the ones that get wheeled out every morning cars. by the groundsman, a.k.a. Vin Diesel. Yes. Shall I oil the Equipe, sir? You duck oil it. <laughs> Before he gets his ride-on mower out. But one of those ones like you like, that's just a, a, you know, a massive... Oh, zero, zero with a, steer. With a roller seat. No, I'd go, v- Vin guys. Diesel would, would favour the zero steer. Because um, okay. it keeps you on the edge. You've got to really be careful yeah. about what, what you're doing. Because you can high yeah. side into some roses, and they're prickly AF, as you know. They are. <laughs> they're known for it. They're roses. Yeah. Um, the second thing I've got to tell you is live shows. There are still tickets available for our second London recording on Thursday, the 8th of June, uh, at the London Concourse London. event. Um, London. This is an early show for us. It starts at five, but uh, why not skive off work? If you buy a ticket for our show, you automatically get sent a code, which lets you into the London Concourse for no extra charge. And you can come in from any time. After 11 in the morning. So you can sp- spend the so, day uh, looking at some exotic, lovely, sweet yeah, motor cars. Drinking, drinking fizzy wine and then come and see us when you're feeling a bit sunburnt and bilious. <laughs> and uh, we'll do our best to make you feel even worse. So that's uh, that's on June. And then now we have a new live event coming up. It's not till July, 19th of July. We are doing a live recording at Bista Heritage um, in association with the Little Car Company. Who, uh, did you say Piss Vista Heritage? I did not, but I, maybe that's a, something they could consider. That would be perfect. There's a, lovely, uh, there's a lovely grassy airfield there. There is. Um, so, yes, uh, uh, tickets for the Vista show are on sale today. If you're one of our patrons, you'll already know that because you've had the weekend to buy them. But uh, that's what we're doing in the big hangar there. So that should be interesting. And the little car company are going to bring along some of their wares, including that brilliant new Tamiya full-size replica oh, yes. that they're working on. Yes. That's going to be there. So if you want to have a look at that, and I advise that you do, it will be there for your delight. There we go, people. We are coming to Bista. There we go. So, in- headlines. Headlines. Bista Heritage, 19th of July. Talking in the hangar. Hopefully it'll be a lovely summer's day and we'll be in that big hangar. There will be a bar. There will be a bar. There will be chairs. Don't worry, you don't have to just mill around in the hangar while we talk I love shit. that. And, bar um, first, chairs and we'll second. Be there. Yes, get your priorities straight, Smith. And, uh, yeah, we'll be there, and we've been milling around and chatting and signing stuff and then doing a bit of a recording and uh, and all that. So, uh, hopefully see you at one of those, and um, there'll be more stuff coming up at some point. Probably not in August. We'll take August off because everyone's on holiday. Um, yeah, that's true. And the third thing I've got to tell you is, you know Harry Ramsden, the fish and chip magnate? Yeah, the consistently disappointing fish and chips. No offence, Harry. Oh, I haven't had one for They're years, rubbish. but I, like, I think they probably, they, they spread themselves quite thinly, didn't they? Th- Not literally, but they opened a lot of uh, branches where they used to be just like one or two. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Harry Ramsden, big in fish and chips, yeah. uh, but uh, he is also um, Matthew Corbett's uncle. Really? What, from the yeah, city Matthew shoot? Matthew Corbett off of Out of Sooty, yeah. He is uh, Harry Ramsden's nephew. Bloody hell. 
bit weird. Isn't it? Oh, it's not weird. I mean, everyone's related to somebody. But just, no, but I like so. that. It's fascinating. You're always you're just coming out there with the with with, with the amazing well, I'm, facts. I'm Richard. having to work harder now to try and try and get things that you you're running dry. You no. Well, yeah. all, I think <laughs> it's always all that's left to say is if the weather's good, remember to take sun cream. And if you're going to go out for a little picnic or something, don't don't you dare park in the right place. Face the wall <laughs> or the generic trees. <laughs> put 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 your put your pitch up there and just just stare at a place which you could have probably got in your own back garden without having to get in a car and travel anywhere. That's my best yeah. piece of advice there. Wise words for a bank holiday Monday. Yes. And on that note, uh, we'll wrap this up. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll do it all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye then. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and I actually forgot it was a bank holiday. Uh, <laughs> In a paddling pool, nine pack of Stella. Oh, gosh. Lie there all day yeah. until you are red and crispy. <laughs> Point at the mm. kids. Tell them to stop mucking yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, the kids. Yes, leave, leave, leave that alone. the kids in the paddling pool. Piss off. It's too hot. I'm in the paddling exactly. pool. Leave, 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 them, leave me alone. Leave that alone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 